Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name's Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome Mitch Tambo. Mitch is an Australian singer and songwriter who self-released his debut EP in 2016. In 2019, he reached the final of the ninth series of Australia's Got Talent and garnered national attention. Mitch was recently appointed ambassador for UNICEF Australia and will play a pivotal role in raising awareness of rights and issues affecting children across Australia, focusing on early childhood education and mental health awareness. Mitch uses his voice to help others, embracing his deep commitment to his First Nations culture and the people he represents. Mitch, thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. Uh, I just spent the morning uh, researching uh, what you've been doing, and it's pretty impressive, and I feel really excited to have this chat. So, mate, thank you for making the time. Yami Yama, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So it's been a crazy year. Uh, what have you been up to at the moment? How's the, how's the year treated you? I mean, it's I'm, I'm glad personally that we're coming to an end <laughs> of this year, but, uh, um, yeah, how have you found the whole thing? Yeah, man, it's been an absolute roller coaster, hasn't it? I think it's tested everyone in terms of, you know, mental health and um, overcoming that internal voice in your head that sometimes can lead you down the wrong path, so to speak. But um, look, here in Melbourne now, it seems that there's lots of light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what's next. But in terms of the year, it's just been crazy, man. We, we woke up one day with the, the calendar full, ready for the year to go into full swing. And then the next day I woke up with just gigs being cancelled left, right and centre. So it was definitely a shock. But I think the thing that I've really you know held on to the most is just counting my blessings. And um, when things start to maybe get a little bit negative in the mindset, just flip it back over and remember that, you know, it's the simple things that I'm blessed with, you know, family, a backyard, a gym in the garage, you know, my own music gear and just, you know, strip it back to that and allow myself to be positive and, and grateful for what I've got. Because as you know, so many people through this this time and this pandemic and lockdown are in high rise apartments with no backyard, not much sunlight. So I've just been able to, you know, just keep counting my blessings. I think it's a it's you know such a good message, and I think that's what we need to take out of it. If people can use this experience to really do what you said, you know, strip things back and look at how can I just be grateful for what I have right now, and take that that mindset and those learnings into you know whatever you're doing in the future. Uh, so you're you're based in Melbourne, are you? I am. I'm currently in Melbourne. Right. So yeah, it's been a full on year here in Melbourne. But like I was saying before, I mean, yesterday we went had lunch down by the beach and that was like the first time in months. I was just like, I was saying to my partner, Leah, I was like, I feel like we're on a holiday. It's <laughs> so foreign to be out and um, soaking up sunlight down by like, down by the beach and, you know, <laughs> felt so different. Oh, it's amazing how much it, you, you start to appreciate, the, you know, these things that we took for granted. Like I, the thing I've missed is just being able to like go into a cafe, sit there, bring my laptop, just, you know, watch the world pass me by, have a coffee, going to the gym, like 
they're the sort of things I miss. Uh, it's not like the bigger things. It's like those day-to-day things that have been taken away. So it's hopefully we can, you know, keep that mindset once things do, you know, stay open and, and try and really, you know, try and be grateful for the, the everyday things. I think that's like such an important lesson to take out of all of this. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you can just count your blessings and look at the cup half full, I think, you know, you're going to be okay because it really is, for the most part, uh, an internal battle. And, and mm-hmm. I think it's imperative that you're able to just look at all aspects of your health too, you know, your mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and, and just really be kind to yourself. Yeah, well, they all connect. It all connects as, you know, every every part of it is important as the other. And if you sort of don't, if you're missing in one area, then it's going to affect the other. Uh, so before we get into the next parts, I always ask the guests just to give a, a bit of a background on themselves, just so the listener can sort of learn more about you. And I know you've done a lot. Um, so more just as, as brief and condensed as you can, um, just to just so, so we have a bit of a background for them. I mean, we'll we'll have info in the episode about it. But yeah, if you can do that, that would be great. Sure, sure. Uh, yama Yama, I'm Mitch Tambo. I'm a proud Gamilaro man. I love to sing. I love to share culture. I absolutely love to get out there and work with the next generation. Um, I'm just a man that's on a mission to spread love, positivity, acceptance. I come with the mission that, or not the mission, I come with the message that we need to come together and love one another, regardless of race, gender, religion, sexuality, class, that if we can come together and just love and accept one another, we can just create such a beautiful platform for the next generation to walk upon. Beautiful, mate. Well, you did that quicker than any other guest, and um, you you you, you Maybe did a I very don't have much to say. <laughs> no, no, you're able to do it very um, coherently and just you know shove a lot of important things in in that message that you just put there. But um, that's what I looking you up. You know what I love about what you're doing is it looks like everything you're doing with your career is in line with trying to make change and get positive messages out there. You know how important has that been for you with your with your music career and and everything else that you do. Yeah, it's super important. I didn't really realize that that was my message in its entirety until I really just started getting on stage. And that's what really was just coming out of my heart, so to speak, and out my mouth. And um, I just really want people to be proud of who they are and love themselves, you know, that if they could just walk down the street and embrace themselves in all of their glory, you know, what a beautiful thing that would be. And we live in a society that often or not tries to make us fit a mold, but we weren't necessarily born to fit a mold. You know, we were born to be unique and also share differences. And, and I think we should just be able to embrace all of that. So yeah, it's, it's all sort of just come together on my journey. I suppose I didn't wake up one morning was like, I just want everyone to be together. You know, it just, like I said, you're on stage and you see different people in crowds and you meet different people. And I think it's all through lived experience that you wind up, you know, discovering your purpose or message. And mine's just, it's eventuated over years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a really good point that you made there though. Cause I think a lot of people and through this podcast and through a lot of the work I'm doing, you hear a lot of people saying, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't have things I'm passionate about. I don't know what I want to do. And I a hundred percent agree with you for me. It, you know, I through went through so much negativity, so much turmoil, had failed at so many things, still fail at so many things, but by just trying and putting yourself out there in life experience, it's sort of organically you sort of find you know your your part in the world the the, you know the the niche you want to focus on and I think that's a really important message for anyone listening to this that if you are you know feeling lost it's normal but you know you've got to just get get up get out there put yourself out there and try things and eventually the right thing will will unfold 
Yeah, 100%. Look, I mean, this for me, when I go, where's the, where does the root of this come from, my journey and my mission? And it really comes back to me being this 15-year-old boy and discovering his culture for the first time in its entirety, you know, and feeling like this flame had been lit in my spirit. And from that point on, just wanting to live and breathe culture for the rest of my life. And it's just, it's led me to so many different places. It's, and it's led me here to this conversation and, and on many stages and platforms and different things. But I guess it does, it comes back to, well, what is it that drives you on it? Well, I want to just celebrate my culture and, and my identity and what makes me the person that I am. And through that process um, and lots of reflection, it's made me go, wow, I wish that I could give give that feeling that I have for my culture, that love for my culture to someone else that feels, you know, a bit embarrassed or a bit like I've got to hide in the dark because people won't accept me Mm. fully because of X, Y, and Z, you know? Absolutely. It's a really powerful thing. And like you said before, more needed than ever when we live in a world right now where, um, you know, there's so much fake stuff out there, social media, you know, there's so many people trying to put on, put out an image. We're being told to be something that we're not to be, I think it's we need more people like you that can just cut through all of that and just teach people. Well, it's a you know, and like I said, even just looking researching this morning before this interview, you had a positive impact on me just seeing what you're doing. And you know, I was looking up um, Australia's Got Talent and some of the performances there, and I I found that really inspiring because you can see that you're so authentic and you're just wanting to you know get the right messages out there and do do things for the right reason. which sort of leads to the next question. How, how was that experience for you on Australia's Got Talent? You, you made the final from what, from what I saw. Um, yeah, how was that? Did that change things for you? Did that open up other avenues? How, what, how did you find that experience? Yeah, look, I found the experience to be incredible. You hear so many other perspectives and whatnot about going on shows like that. But for me, in all honesty, I had the best time. The people were absolutely amazing, uh, so understanding and just really about getting behind your vision and amplifying that. And um, really for me, what I decided to do in going on that journey was leave the voice of fear behind. And what I mean by that is that voice of doubt, that voice of, oh, man, what are you going on here for? Like, this isn't what the mm. show is about. Or just, you know, anything that was going to get in my way. So I just went on there with this open sort of mindset and spirit that I was just going to embrace the journey and um, leave that voice of fear and doubt behind and just jump right off the cliff and just hope for the best. Yeah, and, and I think that's an important message in, you know, for everyone. It's, it's so tough. And often when we are, you know, most of the challenges we face, it can be actually against ourselves, our own mind telling us we're not good enough. You know, what if this happens? What if, you know, what if, what if, you know, all the what ifs and people just planting these things in our head, it's the hardest thing to do. And um, how, how did you, so for you and for anyone listening to this, for you, the, was it really just going and, you know, like you said, saying, I'm going to do this. I don't care, you know, what my mind tells me. I don't care what anyone else says. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to throw myself in and just see what happens and confronting it. Is that, that what you'd recommend to other people facing similar, you know, wanting to put themselves out there in other ways just to, you know, not not worry about, um, you know, whether it, what the feeling is, whether those self, you know, trying to remove that self-doubt, more just going and, and doing it. Yeah, look, 100%. <clears throat> I think, you know, what, what's that saying? You know, all you have to do is believe in yourself. And there's also the flip side, you know, you can have everyone around you believing in you. But if you don't believe in yourself, <clears throat> you know, 
it's sort of both ways. You know, you could have naysayers, but you believe in yourself and you go for it or don't go for it. And you have people around you, but you, you make the choice whether you want it or not. So it always comes back to you. And for me, it really was just about going, we're getting up, we're putting one foot in front of the other and we're making this happen. And I would just sort of tell myself things like one, one, for example, would be, man, in the scheme of life, this is just nothing but just a mere little drop in the ocean. It's not a big deal. You can be here today, gone tomorrow. You know, we see that and that's not corny mm-hmm. or cliche. It's like, dude, just even if you get up there and sing a bung note, who really cares? It's just, it's a little drop in the ocean, you know, at least you've got up there and one day you can say to your kids, look, I went for my dreams. You know, I had a crack, I put it on the line and whatever happens after that happens, you know, but I, I was just kind of, not pumping myself up, but just really trying to have these real conversations. Like don't get in your own way here. We can do this. <laughs> I don't think it's cheesy at all though. <laughs> um, it, I mean, and a lot of the cliche things are so true though. And um, you do. And, you know, sadly, I've just recently had uh, one of my, my uncle and auntie actually passed away recently since I've been back here. And um, yeah, appreciate that. And that, but that whole experience, you know, and they're so close to me, but it just made me reflect on things and think even further, you know, what the fuck have I got to lose here? At the end of the day, you know, there's not that many things that are critical or really important. So if you fall flat on your face, if you go broke, if things don't work, who cares? You know, it's like the one thing you don't want to regret is looking back on your life and thinking, what if, or what if I tried that? Who cares if it doesn't work out? That's the only thing I think that that people do regret is just not trying, not going and putting themselves out there. 100%. And even this year in the pandemic, you know, having my calendar just basically become empty, you're posed with that question again. Like, do I hang tight? How much do I truly believe in this vision? How much do I truly believe this is my purpose? Or do I just, should I just go and get a job? Yeah, yeah. Because right now there's nothing on my schedule and I can't see the light at the moment because it's early days. And I just kept coming back to, well, I can't because I believe in this. I believe in my message. I believe in what I do. I love it. I've got to hang tight and um, just believe that it's going to be over. And it just comes back. Everything comes back to you and your belief in your vision and your dream. And I think once you lock it in and you make that decision, all of a sudden the right people fall into your team the people that you need and um it's all in just walking it out and believing isn't it really um yeah i love everything you're saying there and um and completely and i'm i'm i mean i face similar things i i um do the work in mental health and i pursue a career in acting and you know i'm often trying to combine the two things and my goal with the acting is to have a bigger platform to do get these messages out there but it's the same thing i've been living overseas i've been back here for the last eight months and um, I'm about to go back over to North America and um, my mind saying, what the hell are you doing, Nick? You know, you can, you could easily just, you know, you got your family here, you can go and make so many more opportunities to just make a steady income and, um, and you're going over, you don't know what's going to happen overseas. You don't know if there's even going to be auditions and, but then you've just got to stick by that belief. And I think from what I've researched and listening to so many people, especially in whether it's in music or acting or, you know, in those creative fields, the people that have had success, the one thing all of them say is the one thing you should not do 
is just don't stop, never quit. It doesn't matter. You know, it's probably going to, it often takes way longer than we think it will. It's often, you know, 10 times harder, but there's one assured way not to get there and that's to stop. And most people do because it's fucking hard. But if you can just have that belief and stick by it, one way or another, it will work out. 100%. And also, I just want to put out there, you know, because often when we have these combos, there's people out there that's like, well, I don't want to go and step on that stage, you know, but I don't know what my purpose is. And, and my message is it's not about stepping on any stage. It could just be, you know, going and putting your resume in at the grocery, grocery store down the road because you just want to work and have a nice casual job and there's nothing wrong with that. So I, with that message, it's like anything you want to do in this life, whether it's just work at the local corner shop or if you want to go and step on that stage or whatever it is, it all comes back to you just getting it. And that's what I'm most passionate about. It's like you don't have to go and act and try and act like you and be on TV or go and sing on stages like me. You might want to just go and work. And yep. there's nothing wrong with that. It's whatever is in your heart that you want to do, you have to go and get it because we are all playing our little pieces into the giant jigsaw puzzle. And whatever it mm -hmm. is that you use, you got to go and get it, but you just got to walk towards it, you know, and there's, that's it. Go and get what you want to get today. Yep. I, yeah, couldn't agree more with that. And, and that's the thing. It's not about everyone's got a different purpose or a different goal or, you know, it might be, it might be that, you know what, my goal is that all I want to do is just have a steady job and, um, and have my own independence or I want to, I don't know, who cares? It could be anything, but, um, I think what, what gets lost so much in, in the world today more than ever is the fact that there's so many vices out there. We're so connected to the internet and, you know, we're, we're out of touch with listening to our gut and that voice. And I think, you know, if we allow ourselves to, I think everyone can tap into that feeling where intuitively we normally know what the decision is before we ask anyone because our, our gut will tell us. But We're looking for often, affirmation. Yeah, we're looking for affirmation. We're looking for approval. We're looking for someone to tell us that we have permission to go and, you know, live the life we want to do what we want to do. When we know, you know, we know deep down already what we want to do. So if we can just tune into that, um, it, it it cuts a lot of the bullshit out. It would make it, things a lot easier. So yeah, I, I love what you've said there. Such a good point. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, so you've got a new single coming out. Um, absolutely, everybody. Uh, and you, this is like a lot of the songs. Um, in your native language, from from what I've read. Uh, can you tell me more about that? Yes, yeah, so absolutely. Everybody is my take on Vanessa Amorossi's obviously original version that she did 20 years ago this year at the Sydney Olympics. Wow. I believe she was 17 years old and uh, I've just been blessed to reimagine it. And um, it's a part of Deadly Hearts compilation album brought to you by ABC. And I just feel really pumped, man, to put it out. You know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a big song, you know, especially in, in the history of Australian music, it's a massive song. So it's really pushed me again to, you know, break through all the things we've spoke about. <laughs> And uh, I'm just stoked to have it out, man. I'm just pumped. Great. That's, and and is that something that came about um, because of the pandemic? Would have you done it otherwise? Or has that been more during this time you've sort of had to recalibrate and find, you know, new projects and this has been one of them? Yeah, great question. I feel like regardless of the pandemic, I would have done it 100%. Yep. But I feel like it's a little bit more, a little bit, you know, it's bittersweet, I think, because of the pandemic, because it's like, yes. I achieved this song through the pandemic, locked in my bedroom, 
you know, we got there. We did it, man. <laughs> yeah. so I'm glad <laughs> yeah. that it's out. You know, it's a, bit, it's a little bit more, you know, some of that icing on the cake. So, yeah, yeah to have it out. And I believe in it, man. I love the messaging. Um, you know, I love the simplicity in some of the lyrics. You know, everybody breathes, everybody bleeds, absolutely everybody. And to me, you know, that really aligns with my, my message and purpose also. That, you know, if we can just strip it back and look beyond race, gender, religion, sexuality, class, and merely just look at us from the foundations that make us up, a spirit, you know, a heartbeat that we can all feel, you know, we can really create something beautiful that's just built on love and acceptance. And um, I love that about the lyrics. And I also love that it's such an anthemic tune. You know, you can just hit it on the dance floor and party and have a great night. So I feel like it's a two-in-one. Exactly. It's a combo deal there. But no, and and the message is... You know, the timing with getting that message out there is is ideal right now. You know, everyone needs some positivity at the moment. We've come through such a hard year and there's starting to be a glimmer of, of hope and things starting to, you know, move forward. So I think it, the timing's great that you're putting that out there um, at, at, at this time of the year and, you know, giving someone, giving people out there that, that positive message. It's a, a really important thing. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. And the song itself um, and the version that I've done, I feel that it's very summery. It's very like yep. windows down, 30 degree day. We're off to the beach, ice cream in hand. Let's go. There you go. Ideal, ideal. <laughs> and if you don't like ice cream, well, I'm sure there's something else that's in there. can find something else that goes with summer. Surely something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was also reading you started a program a while back called True Culture. Um, yep. Yeah, su- super interested to learn more about that. Yeah, so True Culture is now Wollumbar, and um, I just wanted to rebrand it, give it something fresh, um, something that was more connected to me. So Wollumbar in my language means strong, and I feel like it's a great conversation to have. You know, what is strength? What is it to be strong? But Wollumbar is geared towards really just empowering and impacting as many youth as absolutely possible. It's all about engaging with my culture. But through that experience, being able to engage with and celebrate your own identity. And um, I just love it, man. And we're actually meant to do a national tour this year around the whole country to do a whole bunch of schools and and events. But hopefully next year we'll get out. But, yeah, it's all about youth Mm. empowerment, really. Um, It's working with kids on the brink of juvenile justice, kids inside, um, in foster care, and obviously just through every aspect of the educational stream as possible, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible, mate. And and what what pushed you to do that at the beginning? You you just again felt the the urge to do more for that cause. I guess it's um because it's a it's a big thing to put together. Yeah, look, originally it was just again it just comes back to me. You know that fifteen year old that was like, "What are you going to do when you leave school? I'm going to I'm going to practice culture. I'm going to share culture. That's what I'm going to do." Yeah. So it's that that's driven me. As soon as I finished my degree, I was um I was out and just started straight away. Um, and it just, it kept building as I kept seeing, you know, like a need or seeing an impact or getting feedback from teachers. Um, because obviously I just went out because I wanted to just share and celebrate my culture. And through that experience, I've gone, wow, like that experience today, it really allowed all these different, um, kids in the room to open up and talk about their culture and their identity. And I ran a program in a school and the feedback was we didn't realize the quiet little divide in the room 
you know, mm. that there's best friends there that are talking about PlayStation, all these things, but we've never, ever heard conversations about culture. And now yeah. all of a sudden we're hearing, you know, kids in the classroom talk about what they did on the weekend with Nonna or over here talking about their language or different things. So it, it opens up this greater conversation. And um, from that, we just, I've just kept creating different programs and, and different ways to just get in there and be with kids and do something and something positive, you know? Yeah. Cause I can imagine it would be just something that is not embraced enough in, you know, in, in day-to-day life in school, it's not probably taught to the degree it should be, you know, in schooling. So it's such an important thing to have you people like you going out there and, and teaching that. Yeah, I just love it. I just love getting in there and just celebrating. You know, it's like just get in there and have a cultural party, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm just there to just celebrate my identity and share some history about my people. And through that experience, it just other things happen. I think that's just so beautiful. And actually, not that long ago, I was able to do a cultural exchange program um, with some of some Koori kids and West Papuan kids. And out of that, we wrote a song together and we shot a music video with the kids and they released a song on Triple J and it was just a great experience. So, yeah. Amazing. Something that they won't forget. That would be something that would definitely stay with them. It's That's a pretty cool thing to have done. Yeah, it was awesome. And you have, do you have other, you were telling me earlier, you've got another project you're working on at the moment. Um, yeah, Tambo Talk. To, Tambo Talk, yep. Yeah, can you, what's what's that what's that about? Timo Talk again was birthed out of uh, the pandemic, and <clears> this <throat> is something I don't know that I would have done if it wasn't for Corona. So Corona was happening; it was full on, we're all locked down, and um, I decided to birth Timo Talk. And what happened was I just went live like a few nights a week with a special guest, and just talked and engaged with everyone. And then it got picked up, and I went on the NITV platform and did it. And now I'm back series three back on my Facebook page. So, and really all about just sharing positive stories and finding out about, you know, the special guests of the time, you know, what motivates them, drives them, you know, what sort of obstacles they may have had to overcome. We do a couple of cool little fun segments and then really just wrap it up with some words of encouragement and love to anyone out there that feels that they need it right now. So it's been a real blessing. It's been a, a real, um, almost cathartic thing for me I think because obviously once you get taken off the stage and taken away from doing everything you do you realize that what drives you is people you love being with people and connecting so it's allowed me to connect again and it's allowed me to create this community that's really built on love and acceptance and just positivity and and sort of just being there for one another yeah definitely I can completely relate to that like this podcast sort of happened during the pandemic and I probably wouldn't have done it otherwise and a similar thing normally I'm out there doing talks and meeting people and that's all taken away and it's it, it does it's amazing how through technology we can get a level of that it's, I don't, it's not I don't think it can ever replace you know being in person with people but it gives you you know that connectedness that you miss out on when we are isolated and it's a great way to get you know positive messages out there so I think it's it's such a great thing you're doing that no ah, thank you appreciate it uh, so this this podcast, a lot of it is around you know mental health. Um, in the entertainment world, have you seen that to be a pretty big issue from what you've come across? Great question. I feel like all of us as entertainers and creatives, and everyone in that industry have maybe faced certain mental health obstacles throughout their journey. Because as you know, like in our career, it's very like you could go and play in front of 80,000 people and the next gig's in front of 12. And then all of a sudden 
there's a lull over here or, you know, the production's finished and you don't know where to go next. So I feel like it's a high pressure job sometimes. Yep. And whilst people see what we do as potentially just very fun and kick back and like, oh, all you do is sing, like behind the scenes so much goes on. For sure. Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, maybe there's there's people in there that are going through it, but I don't know if I've had enough open conversations within that space to give you a definitive answer. But I feel like maybe it's something people like battle quietly maybe, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's such a high-pressure job. You know, and not, I don't just mean singing. I mean, everything to do in the entertainment arts industry, I feel to a degree is pretty high pressure. Mm-hmm. Well, the, yeah, I mean, limited, I guess, yeah, like you're saying, you don't know where the next job's coming from. It's so competitive. You're having to emotion emotionally put yourself out there all the time. Like, it's a pretty, it's pretty tough. And, you know, I, I think there needs to be more support systems for people in that in that industry because it it is such a tough thing to manage totally Um, and well like high pressure and stress obviously you know there's a lot of us out there that aren't like doing like manual labor like you know say like a tradie i mean like but the mental stress you know yeah yeah Um, i mean like from that so i feel like at some point maybe yeah we've all been impacted a little bit because it can become very like pressured up in the mind um Mm -hmm. you know if that makes sense oh for sure for sure, it's a different kind of stress. Good question, though. I love that's a really good question. Yeah, I mean, open up that conversation. It's good, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I've seen it. I guess in the in the acting world, I've seen it so much, and through doing the podcast, I'm you know talking to a lot of entertainers about you know their experiences and how you know difficult it can be, and it's something where I I, I can't remember the exact stat, but I'm pretty sure um anxiety is three times higher in the entertainment industry yeah um, i could i could i was like because <laughs> that's what i was thinking that that's the word i was thinking when you asked me the question the whole time is anxiety because it's the high pressure you know um yep. it can it can kind of drive that in a way you know if you're not aware of what it is and what's triggering those emotions do you know what i mean it can really kind of dominate you in a way you know and some people unfortunately it's so intense that it's it's hard to control it so i'm not saying that you should just oh, acknowledge it and control it but i mean um you know if you can you know find out what it is acknowledge it and then find ways around how to to deal with it and you know what's what things trigger you or, or don't or you know i need to be in bed by this time or whatever it may be you know even with me I, i've felt totally like ramped up before some gigs you know and you can't sleep that night but i've gotten better i think at just breathing and just letting it go you know just like no tomorrow's gonna be good and whatever will be will be we've done all we can now now it's just time to just to do it just relax man it's okay if your socks if your socks aren't ironed it doesn't matter tomorrow (laughs) yeah for sure um which is actually what i what i wanted to ask you do you have like what what do you, what works for you? What do you do? Like, do you have things you do daily that, that are just good for your, you know, mental and physical well-being? How do you, or do you, are there mental things that you have organically started doing to just deal with all of this sort of stuff? Yeah, I think acknowledging it, like, because like I'm saying, like, there's been times where I have been anxious. Mm. Um, but maybe I didn't know that I was being anxious, you know? So yep. I think one day it just dawned on me, I was talking to my partner and I just said to her, I think I get a bit anxious here and there, right? And um, just opened up a conversation. And from that now, like when I feel those kind of feelings, I'm able to just breathe and be like, just relax, man. It's like, it's all good. You know, just breathe and 
enjoy the ride because I feel like sometimes, especially in our industry, it's really easy to forget that one important part and that's enjoying the ride, you know? Yeah. Um, it's taking a step back and taking a big breath in and letting it go and just be like, wow, I'm actually here. We're actually doing it, you yeah. know? Um, so I've gotten, I think, a bit better at that, at just like just stopping for a second and just breathe in, breathe out, and we're here and let's just have fun. We're, we're on this journey to enjoy it and to smile. It's not meant to be all stress and, you know, you just freaking out about the littlest thing, you know? Oh, definitely. I think that applies for everyone because no matter what you're doing, I mean, we're, it's so common that um, we're placing our um, happiness on future events and it's like I'll, I'll only, you know, I can stop stressing or I can be, I can relax when I achieve X or when I buy this house or when I have this or when I, you know, get to this level of my career. But if you're thinking like that, you're never going to be happy because once you get to that point, the bar will just become something different. And and like you said, the only thing we can actually do is just try and embrace what's happening right now and enjoy that process. And, and you know, that's all we'll ever really have, you know, what's in front of us right now. Totally. You just got to embrace it. And I feel like, yeah, sometimes it's us that almost puts this carrot in front of our face and you can wind up just chasing it and chasing it and chasing it rather than like, oh, I'm actually here. This this is actually happening. Okay, we're going to celebrate this. All right, let's laugh. Okay, let's have fun tonight. All right, let's go. Sometimes yeah. we wind ourselves up going, okay, that was done. What's next for me? Okay, what, exactly. what have we got on next week? What's on tomorrow? You know, so it's like just step back, smile, and just know that you're doing it. You're in it right now. You got up this morning. You got out of bed. You're doing it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I, I find that to be, for me, just I have to constantly work on it because I'm ambitious, but then also I'm like trying to work on myself and enjoy the process. But I find it so hard because, you know, like the thing that drives you to succeed is often that relentless, okay, what's next, what's next, what's next, let's keep going. But then that's not conducive to, you know, being present and being happy and then, being present, being happy often gets better results as well. So it's like, how the hell do you find that balance? It's quite, it sounds simple, but it's also complicated. Yeah, totally. Because you want to be, <laughs> you've, got, you've got that drive. It's that drive that's got you to where you are. So you don't want to lose that, but you also want to just be able to take the foot off the gas a little bit and just like, whoa, okay, this is life. We're living it. I'm out here. Yeah, exactly. Just in, <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. Um. So are there... I've got final sort of questions I finish every episode with, but are there, are there any any other things that you wanted to to touch on, any other projects or to- topics you wanted to talk about before we head into that? I'm cool, man. Like whatever, whatever you we want to talk about, I'm I'm open. So yeah, awesome, mate. Single and and tempo talk. That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. And no, I just want to make sure that um I am getting everything in that you've been working on. Um, and before I go into this. We'll put it in when we release it. We'll put um, like links to all of your different work. Um, awesome, thank you. Where where can people go if they want to? What's where's the best place for them to go to find out about you? Tambo talks airing on my Facebook. Yep, you can catch my new single now. Absolutely, everybody across all digital platforms: YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. It's across everywhere. So please go and check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm eager to know, and you can catch. Series three of Tambo Talk every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on my Facebook. 
If you want to follow my journey, I would love for you to jump on board. You can catch me across Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat, and the odd Twitter. Beautiful. Thank you, mate. And and like I said, we'll have all the links for anyone listening. If you need the direct links, they'll be in the in the episode um, notes, in the show notes. Um, so we finish every episode with these closing questions. Uh, so these are sort of whatever, they don't have to be big answers, whatever comes to mind. Um, just find it interesting to sort of see what answers come up. But um, the first one is, um, best. what's your best childhood memory that comes to mind? Best childhood memory... Comes to mind straight off the cuff, um, skating every day, swimming in the river, jumping off the bridge, eating uh, $2 worth of hot chips and a $1 can of drink from the pet shop next door to the chicken shop. <laughs> Great. I like that. Um, <laughs> I remember doing the same thing. Yeah. So good. So good. The simple things. Um, what, what do you feel like currently in society is the biggest burden on mental health? Expert on mental health. I feel like social media puts a lot of pressure on us. I feel like it's just about being able to step away from social media, just breathing and not letting it um, govern your thought, especially when it comes to comments and things. And I really feel for the young ones with that because it only takes one negative comment out of like 50 good ones to just throw you off for the day. So I feel like that really is, you know, driving a lot of stresses and anxieties and and things like that in the next generation yeah definitely and it's crazy we've had i reckon 90 percent of the guests have have said social media they see as the biggest burden on on mental health so it's yeah it's a needs to be cleaned up we need to sort of do more about that yeah um where where do you see mental health in society in in 10 years time like do you see things um getting better do you see things getting worse do you see a bit of both where do you see that heading well, okay, where I actually see it heading or where I'd like to see it heading? Uh, let's do both. Where, well, for, yeah, where do you actually see it heading? We'll do that first. Okay, at the moment, I feel like it's on the, it's on the rise and uh, I feel like we need to act now. And like you said before, you know, social media is great and especially through this pandemic, it has been amazing. I feel like potentially maybe it's the first time that we've been using it properly and that is to connect and stay in contact with our loved ones and to support and uplift one another. And if we could just keep it like that, I feel like we're, we're on a, a great track, you know, but with all the other influences that come in that aren't so great, I feel like it's just driving mental health and we're seeing stats and suicide and all kinds of ne- negative things on the rise and I feel like that it, it is a big driver. I'm not saying it's the only driver. I'm just saying I feel like it's a pretty big contributor. Where I would like to see mental health is te- in 10 years is it's not really that present, yep. you know? And obviously people potentially, or there's gonna be people that suffer and they can't help that. And for, for those people, I would like mental health to just be a normal conversation. Something that you don't have to put in your pocket and hide away at night in mm-hmm. dark corners and feel totally isolated. I feel, I feel like the more that we talk about mental health, the more that we put it out there and just have open dialogue about it and just normalise it, the better. Because I just don't like the idea of people just suffering in silence. I just feel, I really feel for people that are out there just suffering in silence and just don't want to speak up because they're just scared to be ridiculed or be judged because that shouldn't be the case at all. You should just be able to speak out and just have a conversation and, and go to bed feeling a bit lighter. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a horrible thing to be suffering in silence. And I think that's been another positive of the pandemic. A lot of people have been struggling so much that they've just started talking about it because they've thought, well, I, I can't help it. I'm, I'm in too much. I'm too much pain here. I need to actually talk. And I think that started that, that process of people becoming more open and normalizing talking about mental health just because it's been so prominent through this whole period. So I think that's a, another thing. Yeah. Um, so I've got uh, two more here. Um, what would you say is your personal definition of happiness? My definition of happiness? All right, here we go. Are you ready yep. for this? I'm ready, mate. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know if it's the pandemic or what, but I've got this vision, right? And it's just with the family, house near the beach, come home from work, afternoon walks along the beach, nice occasional surf, some beautiful sun rays, Occasional paddleboard, occasional kick of the footy, just very, just outdoors, relaxed, watching the waves roll in on the headland, you know, creating music, still running the programs and everything I'm doing, but we're just on the beach, man. It's very just kick back. We're just That's, enjoying life. It sounds pretty good. That made, It made me feel happy thinking about that. So I think... I might, I might steal that for my like vision of happiness as well. <laughs> That's mine. You can't, man. It's mine. Come on, I, 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 I want it as well. It sounds good. It sounds good. <laughs> um, I love that, man. And you know what? I, you made me just realize. Yep. You just allowed me to like take a deep breath and just be like, "Wow!" Like, aren't I blessed that in my my dream, I'm still doing this? You know that yeah. I actually love love what I'm doing that much that. You know, once I've got that home or on the ocean and everything, I still am doing what I'm doing now. And so I just feel blessed to be in the position I'm in, eh? It's a beautiful thing. I mean, not not many, sadly, a lot of people, you know, don't aren't lucky enough to be loving what they're doing, to, to have that. So I think it really is. And it's a good reminder to just think, you know, fuck, that's pretty cool. You know, you're doing what you love doing and working towards creating that life where you can have have the best of both. You can, you know, have the life you want and be doing, you know, what you're passionate about. Um, So final one, um, what would you say, I'm sure there's many of these, but what would you say um, is the most courageous thing you've ever done? All right. Yeah, there's many points, eh? There is. There's many points in your life because I think your life can be full of many different courageous points in, you know, going for your dreams and, and chasing things and, you know, all kinds of things like that. But courageous. Wow. I'll try Project. and keep it career-related maybe. Um, I feel like, man, at the at the um, point in time I was at, to take on You're the Voice for me was big because I knew, you know, it's like the unsung anthem of the country, really. Um, yeah. And to take it on in my language and and recreate it, there was lots of things for me to overcome, you know, because you you understand how truly big the song was and is. It's still that big today, you know, John Farnham's version. It's massive. I feel yeah. like it's timeless. And so for me to take it on and really step out, and I'd never sung like that before ever. I'd only sung like my previous songs, which is a totally different style of singing. So to step out on national TV and sing for the first time in on front of an audience parts in English and just sing that way was pretty huge for me. Oh, massive, mate. And I'm sure, you know, that was probably another example where, like when you were um, talking about being on the on TV and different things, just going and, and just thinking, you know what, whatever happens, I'm just going to go for it, follow my gut and, and do it. And, um, you know, it's a daunting thing, but um, paid off. So 
I think it's, again, you know, all of, I love everything you've talked about here and there's so many good messages and I'm positive this is going to help a lot of people when they hear this. So I just want to say to you, thank you so much for making the time and being so open and sharing all of this with me. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate that you're making the time. No worries, brother. I really appreciate it. And I love your work. I just feel like the more that we can talk about mental health, especially us as fellas, the better, you know, we need to get out there, break the stereotypes around it and just allow people to be free to just openly talk about it. Like we talk about, you know, the seasonal cold or, you know, what have you. Exactly, mate. 100%. So yeah, thanks again. No worries, brother. Take care. Cheers, Get Gully. Awesome. This episode of Movie Mind was produced and edited by Tim Boozer. Thanks to Mitch Tambo for joining me today for Move Your Mind. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.